start. Okay, let me pray for us. Um, Father, thanks for Sunday school. I pray, Father, that as we uh, study um, uh, Calvinism and, and um, just the debate uh, <laughs> regarding this issue, we pray, Father, that we would um, uh, not let it discourage us, but let us encourage us to study more, to uh, uh, love you as best as we can, to know things of you. Uh, so be with us, be with the discussion um, as we uh, talk about these things. Father, we love you. In your son's name, amen. Amen. All right. Okay, so we're doing the five points of Calvinism, right? Uh, okay, so two. Oh yeah. Okay, so so all these. Words, so so um, tulip is the doctrines of grace, right? Grace. It's also Calvinism, right? Um. <coughs> and so let's see. So we're uh, every we're, we're doing a five week series. Um, I'm, just, I'm doing the T, I'm wasting the U, I'm doing the L, and then I think my brother's doing the last two. Um, and so today we're going to talk about uh, total depravity. Uh, but I wanted to introduce the series uh, to get a better understanding of like why we're doing, why we're teaching this, and um, yeah, and how it kind of just just how important it is, I guess, and how you kind of view the Bible and uh, and things like that. Um, okay, so. Uh, two points. Why why is it important to study? Um, everyone have a sheet. Uh, why is it important to? Uh, I didn't. Why is it? Oh, why is Calvinism? What is what is it? And why is it important to study? I know it's a little different. So first point is to help give us a biblical understanding of soteriology. Soteriology is just a uh, study of the study of salvation, right? So in a broader sense, study of salvation. Alright, so in a um, a general sense. Um, as Christians, right, we are we believe that uh, Jesus Christ is the only way to God, right? Christ is the only way, right? So this is a a big. Uh, um, if you're a Christian, then you believe this. Christ is the only way to heaven, to only way to salvation. And then when it gets to when we're talking about more nuanced issues uh, in a narrower sense, um, then we get to how salvation comes about, right? Like, what what is the inner workings of salvation? Um, um, yeah, the finer details of how does regeneration really come about? So, what's finer details. Does that make sense? Any questions so far? Uh, how I wouldn't put it in as like that. Yeah. But um, more that um, salvation is that Christ saves. Yes. And uh, this topic is asking to what extent does Christ save us? Okay. Yeah. Or how far or how deep is the salvation? Yes. Yes. Um, so, or, or another way to put it is Christ saves, and this question is asking um, what percentage of that salvation right. is Christ? Right. Yeah. Okay. And we'll. we'll uh, We'll uh, ask that question now. So, um, if you look at the first box, 
let's read the first box together. Uh, we are studying Calvinism to ask the bottom line question regarding predestination and the free will of man, right? Do we choose God or does God choose us? Uh, do we have a part in our salvation or is salvation a complete work of God from beginning to end, right? Um, and I have in parentheses, parentheses here, synergism, monergism. Let me explain those really quickly. Um, so synergism is basically that uh, the... Let's explain monergism first, right? Monergism. So this means that um, the Holy Spirit acts independently in bringing about regeneration, right? So Holy Spirit does all the work, right? Acts independently. And then synergism... Is um, says that we uh, um, we need the Holy Spirit's <coughs> assistance in bringing about regeneration, but uh, it's up to man to cooperate in um, accepting God, like choosing, right? So uh, man cooperates, cooperates with Holy Spirit. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. The urgism just means work. So mono means one work, mm-hmm. and synergism means together work. Yeah. So salvation, the work of God alone, or is, is it a together work? Right, right. Um, and so so this is what Calvinists believe. Say Calvin, and then Arminians, right, believe in this. Um, and so they believe, uh, so Calvinism... Uh, believes that God uh, does everything from beginning to end. Even your um, your ability to choose Him um, is given to you. So I would say that, like you, uh, I would say, uh, um, yeah, even your faith is a work of uh, God that He brings about, right? Whereas, whereas Armenians say that um, God enables you um, to. To, uh, uh, to choose, and then you choose, right? So, um, Armenians believe something called uh, provenient grace, right? which just means grace that comes before. Provenient grace, right? uh, Grace that comes before. Um, and Cal- uh, Calvinism, uh, Calvinists believe in this as well, in, in one sense, but Armenians believe that God, um, God, here's God, here's man, right? Man is fallen, fallen man. Armenians <coughs> believe that God uh, gives grace to all. Grace, He gives grace to all men, right? All fallen men, uh, so that they in themselves can choose God, right? Um, and that makes sense. Like if you think about it, it's like oh, okay, yeah, that sort of makes sense, right? Able to choose. to choose God, right? So Armenians believe that this provenient grace is like bestowed upon all men, and then you can choose. Whereas um, Calvinists believe that um, uh, they believe that God gives um, God has more of this uh, election, this predestination, where if he gives grace to a person, then he's going to be effectual in the sense that he's going to bring about regeneration. Um 
Does that make sense so far? I know there's a lot of stuff I have going a on. question. Yes. yes. So, um, then where does accountability come into place? Like, um, you know, if... I feel like <coughs> I've heard a lot of, like, where God gives us full grace to respond to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like we are held accountable to like our response to that grace so in Calvinism like where like where does that part come in yeah um, like if we don't respond to then yes. would would they say then you didn't receive the Holy Spirit for to experience right that, that's, salvation? that's one thing that um, that is it's kind of hard to explain where um, <clears throat> We certainly have free will in a certain sense, um, and we are responsible for all <coughs> our actions, right? Because God does do evil, and we're going to go back to, we've talked about this here and there in uh, a few of our uh, Sunday school lessons. Um, I can't explain it fully, <laughs> um, but God uh, does the work, uh, but at the same time, we um, are responsible. I mean, I, I, I don't know like how to flush that out fully. I think a lot of, like, non-Christians think that, like, the first thing that comes into their mind when they say, like, predestination or Calvinism, yeah. they're like, there is no free will. Right. Yeah, so I think your question is a really good one. This is a question that everyone always asks about the doctrine of predestination. Mm-hmm. And so you can think of that as the main problem of predestination. The main problem that people always have is... Um, does that destroy our free will? Does that mm-hmm. eliminate accountability? Mm-hmm. So that question will be answered throughout the series, most especially with I, Irresistible Grace. Oh. But then but then, every system has a problem. The main problem <coughs> of Arminianism, so that's the main problem of Calvinism, right? The main problem of Arminianism is, do you save yourself? Mm-hmm. If the ultimate choice is yours, then ultimately, aren't you saving yourself? And so, which problem would you rather have, is really the question. Or maybe another way to put it is, which problem is a mystery that the Bible talks about, and which problem is one that the Bible completely rejects, and says, you've made this problem up in your head. So is, there must be churches in between these two. We'll talk about that as well, but a lot of times, and I think it's kind of a weaselly answer, a lot of times people say, Armenians and Calvinists, oh, it's, 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 who knows? It's a huge debate. It must be something in between. Um, hopefully, you will see that there is no in between. This is one of those situations where you cannot have, you cannot compromise, you cannot weasel your way. So is TULIP considered, like, a periphery issue at IGC or, like, a core issue? Um, it's peripheral in the sense that you don't have to be a Calvinist to be saved, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it's uh, a little bit more core than, say, infant baptism, Mm -hmm. um, because it touches on the doctrine of salvation. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, uh, you can be an Arminian, but if you're like a really militant Arminian, then it it, it might be a problem. Let let me just graphically show the reason why you can't, the reason why you can't compromise on this issue is because Calvinists say salvation is 100% God. Arminians... Let's be really generous to Armenians and say that um, that salvation is 99.9% God. And then, 
0.1% man. Okay? Now, is there a compromise between these two positions? What's the compromise position? 0.05%? Actually, 0.05 is still here. It's either 100% or tiny bit man. And that's well, why there is no compromise. Is tulip, does, is, is this syn synonymous to reform theology? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, reform theology, it, it's... Um, because there's like uh, people in other See, this is why the, the term Calvinism is a little bit deceptive. Calvinism slash reform theology. Consists of many topics, right? Predestination is just one. It's there. Oh, 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 it's, oh. it's just ha it just happens that it's the most like controversial. So that's mm -hmm. why like so that's why it's kind of the forefront of it. Yeah. So so the Armenians view it this way, right? If God enables, but still it's up to man to choose, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so this one percent or point one percent is you you have to choose God. Yeah. There's this scene. I don't know if you've seen the movie Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a scene where Malcolm X converts in prison, and the guy who converts him says, God takes 99 steps towards you, but you must take the final step. Mm -hmm. And it sounds really generous. Wow, God takes 99 steps, and you must <laughs> take the final step. But basically, he just quantified it for us. 99% God, 1% you. And so that's really the question. Is there in any way, <coughs> like, are you basically a corpse laying down, and God just saying, show me finger movement? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or are you completely dead? And God <laughs> saves you and revives you. Yeah. That's what total depravity is. Um, and uh, let's see. So can yeah. I interject? Are, are you then? Are you saying that right now what you're doing is kind of laying the 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 question out there for Tulip, and then by the time you get to U L I and P, it'll be explained. Is that what you're saying right now? Because yeah, I mean, I mean, the the tulip. I mean, Harry's going to talk about it. It, it. it arose out of historic circumstances, but they're all interlocking. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like a domino. Once you accept tulip, once you accept tea, it's all over. But yeah, uh, okay. But um, but as you see all the pieces interlock, it's a it's a holistic holistic system. At the end, you will understand the, the somewhat hopefully the answer to the question that Annie's asking. Calvinists have an answer. <laughs> The reason I have a question right now is because you know I, I haven't haven't been here before, but um, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know through the Calvin way I, I see that you know it's hundred percent God I understand that so our free will is under what God gives us, right? The free will within the framework of, of God, right? Whereas mm -hmm. Arminian, I'm thinking that when you got 99% all God, that's not saying we, uh, you know, that we're still 99.999% still God, but that 0.001% is like a response that he would love to know. Sure. And it's just like... Uh, you know, when uh, the robbers uh, were also crucified with Jesus Christ, I mean, at the time, it was just like their response to, you know, when they saw Jesus uh, dying, and saw God dying on a cross, it's like they committed themselves, which God enjoyed, sure. God sure. loved. Sure. And, sure. and I seem to think, you know, right now, without 
the re- you know being here the maybe not being here the ULIP part, I, I kind of think that I'm more or whether right or wrong. I, this is one of those questions that I've been trying to struggle mm-hmm. that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. That I'm more right now with the Armenian. Not that I don't think God you know give us complete salvation. I just know He does. Mm-hmm. But well, so, so I think uh, <clears throat> the Armenian Calvinists both agree faith is necessary for salvation. Okay. The Armenian Calvinists both agree that there has to be a faith response. The debate is not about faith. The debate is who is responsible for the faith. The Calvinists will say faith is a gift from God, which means that it's your faith, but ultimately God is responsible for that faith. Oh, okay. or he authors okay. the faith. The Armenian will say your faith is the only thing in salvation that is 100% yours. So God does all the work. God died. I mean, Christ died on the cross. You know, He paid the blood atonement. But then you, you have must, to move forward towards Him. Like yeah. That, yeah. So I think, like the Malcolm X example, God will take okay. ninety-nine te- steps towards you. You must take the final step. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. So let's get into um, a quick history, just to uh, get an idea of how this came about. Right? <coughs> so. Uh, Arminianism and Calvinism weren't new ideas at this time of, of um, coining these phrases, but it's kind of a, um, uh, these ideas, this theology was uh, um, was already debated uh, a thousand years ahead of time. So, um, all right. So let's see. Uh, so if we look at uh, B, um, if we look at um, sub point one. Um, the followers of Jacob Arminius drew up five main points of protest against doctrine held in the Belgic Confession and the Heidelberg Catechism, right? And these two, um, these two, uh, the Belgic Confession and Heidelberg Catechism is something we hold here at IGC. Um, it's been long held by the early churches, um, and so the, remember, confessions and catechisms were made, um, were created uh, to. Uh, to just anchor um, the faith of the people or know what you believe in terms of orthodoxy. Um, and it was also against um, sometimes heresy. Uh, heret- um, people would come up with um, doctrine that was heretical. And then so uh, people would come up with, uh, the church would come up with catechisms or confessions to uh, guard against heresy. And so uh, let me draw this up. Uh, so um, there used to be a debate between Pelagius Pelagius was some British monk. I think he was, he was in the 300s. Uh, Pelagius and Augustine. Augustine. Right. Harry, you should make it uh, like two-minute history lesson. Okay, okay, let's do this really quick. I'm just going to draw it. Okay, Pelagius. Semi-Pelagius. Let me... Pelagius. Really quick. So... Uh, uh, just basically, Pelagius believed that um, uh, the fall of Adam didn't didn't affect all of man, but man w- is able to. Man is born good, but he learns evil as he grows up, right? Mm-hmm. So here's God, here's man, and so he's born good, but he's able to work his way up. Um, Semi-Pelagianism came a year later. Here's God. They believe that man was born bad. Man was born bad, bad, right? That Adam affected all of mankind, but that man has to take the first steps, right? So man has to take the first steps. Okay, and the Armenian believes that man is bad, 
but God gives grace. So, so this is where Arminians uh, follow Calvinist. Uh, Calvinist. Um, they believe that God in, uh, initiates, right? He gives the initial steps for man um, to choose. But at the end, Arminians still believe that man chooses, right? You choose good or you choose bad, right? And then Calvinists believe. Calvin believes that God, man, man is bad, completely bad, can't do anything. God does everything, right? God saves man. Okay. And so, um, um, so, <coughs> um, the Synod of Dort, uh, this is going to take too long, but <laughs> the Synod of Dort, um, was basically, was basically, they said, uh, Armenians came with, uh, these doctrines that was against, um, the original, uh, ideas of the theology of, of, that was Calvinistic, um, and the Synod of Dort said, uh, no, Armenians, they rejected the Armenian view uh, as opposition to scripture, in opposition to scripture. And so, not only did they reject it, uh, they came up with, the, uh, the Cal- uh, they came up with the five points of, doc- uh, five points of Calvinism, which is Tulip. Um, so that's a really brief history, and then we went through that really quick. Uh, but, I mean, the, the basic point is that, um, the debate between Calvinists and Arminians, the Arminians fired the first ball. Yeah. Right, so they came up with five objections. And then the Calvinists came up with the right. five responses. Yeah. And so this is not Calvinists pushing their agenda. It was actually a response. To yeah. So historically, the church has been Calvinistic in its theology. Uh, the Reformation is, church. Yes. So it is called Calvin. It is labeled Calvinism because uh, John Calvin uh, came up with the Institutes of. Um, he came up with a systematic <coughs> theology of all of doctrine that uh, Orthodox Christians believe, and so so that's why it's called Calvinism. So. Cool. Alright, so the five points really quick. Let's look at uh, five points. Um, you'll see, you just look at, you can look at the city itself, the, uh, the box here. Basically, uh, five points are total depravity or total inability, which we'll look at today, unconditional election, uh, limited atonement, particular redemption, uh, irresistible grace, and perseverance of the saints. And these are all just um, refuting the five points of Arminianism. Right. And so, it's only drawn out in five points to refute the five points of Arminianism, but it's really just, uh, the idea is just a single idea of what uh, Orthodox Christianity is. Okay. So, any questions? I know it's kind of rushed, sorry. Alright, so we'll look at total depravity. <coughs> um, uh, let's look at this box here. Um, the box, uh, the biblical understanding of total depravity is that man is corrupt in all faculties of body and soul. Uh, because of this total corruption of heart, mind, and will, man can do absolutely nothing pertaining to his salvation. Uh, he is spiritually bankrupt and needs a supernatural work of God to be brought to life. Right, so it's not that man is like, totally depraved in being intensely sinful, right? But just in extension, right? So total depravity is really just a total inability. So here's man. So he's messed, the fall messed up everything, right? His mind and his heart. So he can't choose God whatsoever, right? There's just no way, no way that a dead man can 
and choose God. And so Calvinists believe that um, God has to do a supernatural work in order to bring us to life, to, uh, to respond um, to God. Right? Okay, so we'll look at a few passages here. Um, and so the first, let's look, uh, look at the first one. Man is born in sin and by nature spiritually dead because of Adam, right? So Pelagius believed, didn't believe that the fall of Adam affected mankind, right? But um, we see clearly in Romans 5 that uh, the sins of Ad- the fall of Adam really messed up humanity, right? Uh, Neiman, can you read uh, 12 and 18 and 19 for us? Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sin. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. And then uh, remember, Michael spoke on um, spoke on this a couple weeks ago. How the sin of Adam really affected all of humanity, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's so clear there. I don't know how Pelagius could even come up with his idea. Right? Um, <coughs> Ephesians 2, 1 and 3. Jeff, can you read that for us? And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work, in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so we were, uh, here, here um, uh, Paul is talking to uh, Christian believers, right, that they were dead and trespassed in sin in which they, in once, in which they once walked, right, and so before Christ regenerated them, they were by nature children of wrath, right? So, I don't know, I, I, that's, that's a little bit clear to me, but any questions on that? And then we'll go through this really quickly. What would be the counterposition? So if, if the Calvinist is saying that we're dead, what's the other position? Yeah. That, we're, that we're, we're not dead, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, one uh, image that I've always heard is that we're drowning. And God throws us a life preserver. Mm-hmm. Um, or a mm-hmm. verse that uh, people often use is Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. Right. So you're awake and alive. You know, maybe you're slovenly in your house. But you have to open. So you're alive. You're awake. <coughs> and the Calvinists would say you're you're dead. And then what? what why do those two images? Why? Why are they so? I mean, what does that have to say about inability? Inability shows that you're. Dead, dead, as in, it's <laughs> the thing we can do, right? Yeah, I mean, dead people don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Dead men stay dead, right? <laughs> you can't ask a dead person, can you help me um, cook dinner? Right. Oh, yeah, and, and we'll see We'll see in a, a few uh, verses down that he, that Paul repeats this, right, that we're dead in our trespasses, right? He says this, like, multiple times, right? So he's, he's saying, like, we are really dead. Right? We're not partly dead. We're, we're God's, God's here and says, here's, here's some grace. Yeah, I mean, so the image that Calvinists present is that there's this uh, ocean and there's just dead bodies floating in the water. Right. 
and then God throws a life preserver, catch it. <laughs> There's nothing going on. And the Armenian image is everyone's like drowning. It's like the Titanic. And so God just throws a life preserver. Everyone, follow me if you want to live. Mm-hmm. And then people grab onto the raft. <laughs> right. And then, uh, hey, Sorry, there, there's a question. Uh, oh, yes. Right. So, the verses that um, Michael uh, pointed out, how does that fit into Calvinism? And the, 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 those verses are in the Bible. You know, like, uh, what do you mean? It will be mentioned, but, uh, you know, with, um, kind of not, uh, but, uh, maybe just not, so you open the door, kind of thing. And there are the verses like, in the Bible. Oh, yeah, they're talking in Revelations, maybe you're talking about, I think they're talking to, uh, to believers. So, because take, that's taken out of context a lot of times. So they weren't talking to uh, believers. They're talking about talking to churches. So I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, okay. But I thought, um, like the the question that we're also Armenians and uh, Calvinism, mm-hmm. it's all still towards believers, not non-believers. Believers, right? And it's kind of like the final step of, um, like, we believe uh, for like Armenians. Um, it's, it's like we believe that. Um, <coughs> or actually, not Calvinism. We're off. question yes okay so um if if the doctrine of total depravity is um that 100 percent god extends grace to you and even by you having faith that is a gift from god yeah. um, what can you say to us to continually motivate us to be like a witness to our coworkers or our friends because it seems as if like if i were like highly invested in someone and we happened to be talking about this and i was just like I want to explain every avenue of Christianity before you make a decision. And if I said this, I feel like that person would be like, oh, so it's not up to me. Like, even if I accept right now, my 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 faith could just be, right, like, right. out of my own thing, and then right. God never planned it, and I could be going to hell anyways. Right, right. So this is, so Calvinism, Arianism is a in-house debate, as in you don't need, you don't need with this when you witness to people. You don't be like, hey, I don't know if you're elect, but uh-huh. you might be, so let me witness to you. You don't, you don't say that stuff. I mean, um, this, is, this is the inner work. I guess this is like, uh, oops, yeah, this is more of a... Family third. Yeah. Armenians yeah, yeah. yeah. um, are Christians just the same as Calvinists, and, and so we, we're called to witness, we're called to, um, yeah, make disciples, right? So we have to be faithful and obedient to. No, I think they would say even <coughs> your curiosity about Christianity is a seed from God. So you're not totally <laughs> different. <Right. laughs> I've heard that. Can you go more into this word "dead"? Like, what kind of dead is it? Like. <coughs> Like spiritual death, or is it like, yeah, physical, like physical, physical, like, like, <laughs> like what Pastor, Pastor Michael said, like you know. I um, you mean is it spiritual? Like if it's a spiritual deadness, then yes, right? Because because uh, we're, I mean, we're alive physically. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, what do Because what if Armenians that? argue like even the strength to grab onto the lifeboat is from God. They don't say that. Really? That would be the Calvinist position. Interesting. The the Armenian position is the Titanic scene. We're all drowning in the ocean, 
God throws us all a life preserver, and it's up to you to grab it. And that's your one contribution. Mm-hmm. Um, the Calvinist position is that there's a biblical image of that, which I don't know if you guys know the Valley of Dry Bones, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a it's just a huge landscape. Ezekiel, mm-hmm. everyone's dead. Or another great example would be Jesus and Lazarus, right? Jesus, Lazarus wasn't 99% dead. He was 100% dead. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus yeah. says, Lazarus, come out. How can Jesus say, come out to a dead person? Because that's how God saves. God makes dead people alive. So that's another way to, to talk about salvation. Salvation is making dead people alive. So what you're saying is that, is Calvinism saying that you're dead, you're dead, and it's up to God to really resurrect you, God has the ability to do that. You have no, that, that 1.0001%. Yeah, and so what we're, the, the rub that people don't like is God doesn't do that to everyone. There's a whole valley of dead people, and God only makes alive some. He says, come to life. Lazarus, get up. But he doesn't say it to everybody. Mm. The, uh, 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 the, you know, everyone was in their tombs, mm-hmm. but he only brought out of Lazarus. So that in a miniature is a picture of God's electing salvation. And people don't like that. Why doesn't God save everybody? Well, that, I, I think you're right, because that is a question. Because a lot of times we're, I, I don't know so much in getting into this, but is that, that we always pray that God will open somebody's hearts to sure. be convicted. Yeah. In that sense, is that they're spiritually dead. They will see. God allow them to see yeah. to what to be awakened. Yeah. Is that it sounds like it is like that, but in what position is that Armenian or Calvinism? What do you, Calvinism. What do you think? Of it? So she's asking, like, can you pray? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, I think it's no no different. Um, how how I saw it before um, I I learned Calvinism and like came to embrace it was it's, it's no different in how I pray for people. Nothing changes. I still witness to people. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, we we don't know who's elect. We don't know who's uh, predestined to be saved. And so we just pray for everyone. Like, and I, I don't know. It's, it doesn't change how I view certain things. It's just I pray for them all the more. You know? um, I don't know how that answers <laughs> your question. I think maybe even, like, as a Calvinist, you can pray with greater hope. Mm-hmm. Because you know God can do it. Can you... Whereas an uh, Armenian pray, prayer, yeah. it's like, yeah. why would you even pray? Yeah, that's, a, that's, wow. that's really true because you have the hardest, you can have the hardest person um, be like, oh, I mean, like, uh, on, on human level, you'd be like, oh, he's never going to be a Christian, right? But then we don't know who's elect not. Right? So when you pray for this guy, like, God has the power to completely change somebody that has uh, really been uh, the furthest away you would think from Christianity. So, but yeah. do your prayers, like, impact God? Because it's that's a good question. Because in the Old Testament, it does, right? Mm-hmm. They pray and then he withholds his wrath many times. But then with election, he like chose from the beginning. That's something that we'll talk about uh, more like next week and the following week. Um, but I think in a nutshell, it's like God. It's a preview. Yeah, it's. I mean, God uses God uses our prayers. Like He intends for our prayers to, um, in a way, like I don't know if the, the terminology is right, but in a way to bring about what God is going to do. So it's kind of like we get to play a part in, like we get to work alongside God in um, 
bringing people to the kingdom. Or feel like we're a rock star. <laughs> 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 I don't know. You, you want to talk about? You can talk about it that way. But we'll, we'll we'll go more into it next week. Actually, when we talk about the additional election. Isn't there already, like, predestination in the Old Testament? Because God elects people in the Old Testament. For example, God chooses, yeah, Israel <coughs> as his own people. So, like, it's not even just the New Testament, but doesn't God show that he elect? yeah, he elects people in the Old, Te- Old Testament as well? Yeah, there's no difference. Um, so this is what uh, Calvinists believe. They believe where generation precedes faith. Right? Whereas Armenians believe faith, and then you're regenerated. And this is huge. This is a huge difference because... Can you define regeneration? Regeneration as in... Um, uh, um, uh, as in the Holy Spirit uh, quickening a dead person, as in bringing you to life spiritually. Um, and so, how much believe that God does this work, the Holy Spirit does this, and then you come to faith. Uh, whereas this would be a choice, right? Armenians believe, oh, you, cho- you choose and then you're regenerated. Um, and then you come and then the Holy Spirit does its work. Right? Whereas it's the opposite. So. Um, and we don't have enough time to go through all these verses, but let me, let's go through two more. Um, and then uh, we'll, 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 any more questions, we'll, quick questions, and we'll go through them. So, uh, let me just go through this. Uh, if you look at two, uh, all men are slaves to sin and Satan. All men's hearts are corrupted. Uh, you guys read this. There are so many uh, verses when I was putting this together. I was like, oh man, I had to be really selective. And even then, like, there's still so many. And only one, two, three. Even. So, so Romans nine. Um, just look at the bold. Um, what then are we Jews? What then are we Jews any better off? Not no, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. Get this, no one seeks for God. Right? All have turned aside, together have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Right? And if you flip the page to the last page, um, point three is, is pretty important um, um, in terms of the Calvinistic position, right? How how God does everything, right? And so um, if you look at the first one, John six forty four, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Right? And then Armenians will will um, will argue that draw meaning God woos him, right? But if you look at um, I was listening to R.C. Sproul and he says if you look at this in context, then it's more like dragging, which sounds really bad, right? But it's it's really an idea that God does everything, that God uh, quickens the heart of dead men, right? They're really dead; they can't do anything. Um, and then let's look at the last one, Ephesians two four to nine, uh, which is really clear. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, right? So he made us, we were dead, and he made us alive, right? Mm -hmm. By grace you have been saved. Um, Let's go to verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, right? It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast, right? Mm -hmm. So this is huge, right? I mean, you are, you do absolutely (laughs) nothing. I mean, it's so clear. Uh, for by grace, everything is by grace. You have been saved through through faith, and this is not your own doing. So nothing, nothing is yours, right? Um, and and so Armenians will be um, the question to ask Armenians, I guess, is like, okay, if God gives grace to everyone, why you you became you can uh, say Andy becomes a believer and Carmen doesn't come to faith, right? Like, what makes what makes if grace is bestowed upon you both equally? 
like what makes you how, how come you came to choose and how come Carmen uh, didn't choose right and so if you think that through then are you saying that you're somewhat more righteous a little bit more righteous so how you know like why like why you know why would that happen you know, if, it's both, if it's all equal you know um, so any quick questions before we end it I know it's really nice I think what Harry is saying is that um, the, the, the Armenian position basically means that Christians are better than non-Christians. Because in some way, there was some kind of spiritual insight or sensitivity or wisdom that they had faith and non-Christians didn't have faith. And so what Armenians are essentially saying is Christians are saved because they're better. And in that sense, this issue goes to the very heart of salvation, right? Is there any merit in your salvation? And Calvinists would say, no, there's no merit, because you had nothing to do with it. God just simply elected you. But Armenians would say, you had some kind of wisdom, insight, spiritual sensitivity, which makes you better, which means, doesn't that mean that there's merit, right? And doesn't Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, as, as, uh, as Harry pointed out, you have no reason to boast. Doesn't the Armenian have a reason to boast? The Armenian could say, I have faith. But the Calvinists can't say that, because that even that faith is a gift. No, no room for boasting. Yeah, and, and you'll see also, um, as we uh, go through the rest of the points, that uh, Armenians believe that you have to stay in faith. Um, in one sense, like you have to, um, with your good works and whatnot, so you're, you're somewhat meriting... Um, God's favor. Like, Armenians believe that you can lose your faith, basically. I, I thought the, the Armenian argument was that that if God chooses certain people over others, isn't God being unfair? And then the Armenian response to that question is, well, God is not unfair because you can ultimately make your own choice, right? Isn't that the whole argument behind? Yeah, so the Armenians will say to the Calvinists, you're being unfair, and the Calvinists will say to the Armenian, you're boasting. <laughs> right now where now does the bible talk about that right paul does paul says no one can boast and paul also says no one can call god unfair so there's yeah. the answer I, I think this was really hard for me to come to grips with it takes a while you know but then once you start studying like like certain passages like oh man and then that 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 makes that made me all the more like oh man god is like God, from beginning to end, he, he he does the work, right? Everything is God so that he gets all the glory um, and that we have nothing to boast about, right? Um, what was I saying? Um, yeah, beginning to end, right? Yeah. Salvation is from yeah. God. Yeah, and so the question is, so Calvinists, I think that makes me more love God even more in the sense that, wow, why did he choose me and why not? this guy and why I could have been this guy you know and so it's like man there's nothing mm -hmm. I could have done nothing to, to save myself right it's all God and so that makes it all wow why choose me why me you know and so so that's that's how it came to um, that's how my view of God became bigger it's like I could have been not here you know um, uh, any more questions <coughs> good question I know we went through that really quickly. Um, it's not a one Sunday school thing. Like this, this took me literally like maybe a year to, to figure out on my own to come to grips with to embrace because it's really hard. It's, this is a really hard thing to come to grips with. Like, wow, God chooses and 
chooses some, like, doesn't choose others. It's like, oh, man, I, it's really hard. But once you study this, um, it becomes so rich, you know. So, um, again, this is an in-house debate. It's, it's, if you're Armenian, that's okay. Um, uh, Armenians love God just as much as Calvinists. So, Harry, I do have a quick question. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I know I spoke up a little earlier, but I didn't know what, never studied that part, but just my thoughts through understanding who Christ is and, you know, for the last so many years there weren't any Bible studies at, uh, you know, Sunday school, yeah. rather, at the churches I went to. And <coughs> so the church position here is Calvinism, strictly Calvinism. Yeah. Okay, so w- what it is for me to do is find out what being Arminian or what's labeled yeah. as Arminian, see, and s- point out and, and try to point out to myself, well, where do where do I have to reconcile right. this position versus Calvin? Right. Yeah, because off the top, from what I saw, with the free will and so forth, I said, well, you know, I, I've always thought that we always had free will, you know, and I think we. St- do have free will, yes. and I always thought, well, is it under under God's you know boundaries for us? So it's right, free will right. versus free will outside of God, you know. Yeah. And okay, well, I just want to yeah find out because uh, okay. I just want to make sure that I was thinking in the right path and what mm-hmm. what the message is all about today. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, cool. All right, let's pray, um, and then we'll go to service. Father, thanks for. Uh, the Bible and um, giving us so much stuff to study and, and learn about and just figure out. We pray, Father, that we would uh, continue to seek you all the more, even in our um, disagreements and um, uh, things that we don't fully uh, uh, yeah, come to grips. We can't come to grips with. Uh, may we just make that love, uh, your revelation to us uh, that much more and make us that much more studious in figuring out um what it is that, um, yeah, that you teach us in the Bible, Father. We thank you for Jesus for saving us, um, yes. and that uh, you are such a loving God, Father. We pray uh, that we would continue to grow in love uh, for you um, and for other people, and that we continue to grow in knowledge and wisdom um, as we uh, walk in this life, Father. We pray for the service um, that it would be good and and and. Uh, a blessing to uh, to everyone that attends, Father. We, we love you, and we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. 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 We have a few of the guys putting chairs back.